Welcome to the Alliance Podcast. The Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance is the official public-private partnership for economic development in Broward County, Florida. On our podcast, we share interviews with guest speakers and other great content, keeping you in the know. Considering a relocation or expansion to Greater Fort Lauderdale? Visit us at lesstaxing.com or livewhereyouvacation.com. Now on to our program. Welcome back to the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance podcast. My name is Dan Perez. I'm an award-winning filmmaker, photographer, video producer, and proud member of the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance. I'll also be your host for this latest episode, and my guest is Douglas Cumming, DeSantis Distinguished Professor of Finance and Entrepreneurship at the FAU College of Business and winner of the 2022 Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance World Class Faculty Award. My name is Douglas Cumming. I'm a finance professor here at Florida Atlantic University. I'm privileged to uh, have the DeSantis Distinguished Professorship. I teach a few classes in finance, a corporate finance class for master's students, where we cover different ways in which firms raise capital, um, including entrepreneurial firms, but also publicly traded firms. And we look at, you know, uh, capital structure decisions, dividend payment decisions, capital budgeting, initial public offerings, uh, how firms you know, make financing decisions that will optimize their firm value, minimize risks, and enable them to grow and be innovative. So Douglas, what types of students would be interested in being in this class? At that level, at the MBA level, they are uh, advanced students that already have an undergraduate degree. No, most of them have worked for a few years, and they are taking the class to get further promoted within their job. Some uh, looking to switch careers into finance, and uh, in general, they are going to work for banks, private equity funds, mutual funds, hedge funds, uh, various financial institutions after they graduate. Was there a time for you, Douglas, when you realized you were interested in finance? Like, how did this become your thing? You know, I was fortunate to have great parents. My father is a cardiologist, my mom a nurse, and so you might wonder how I got uh, moved in this direction. And uh, how, how this evolved is I had really excellent instructors in my undergraduate education that inspired me to get interested in economics and finance, how, how uh, economies work, how financial markets function. And I always felt a, you know, a little entrepreneurial in a sense uh, and, and became very interested in entrepreneurial finance. Then when I was in, in I decided to also pursue a law degree before or sort of contemporaneous with doing a PhD in economics and finance. And in my law school uh, courses, I made a fantastic corporate law instructor who eventually became a long-term uh, co-author and friend. And he was teaching a class on financing the small firm, which uh, for me is really a fantastic subject. It's you know looking at private equity, venture capital, crowdfunding, small business loans, factoring, trade credits. You know, how do these firms raise money at that very early stage and become one of these amazing companies that we're often interacting with today. So most of the best companies that uh, we interact with today, even those that are publicly traded, were once small private firms. Many of them had venture capital finance. And we talk a lot about due diligence. Uh, so due diligence is critical in so many different functions, whether it's uh, retail banking, uh, commercial banking, investment banking, without a, a significant amount of due diligence process, then people make bad decisions, 
um, perhaps invest in bad companies, fraudulent companies. So we look at, you know, a way we might phrase it in our class as agency problems. So people doing things that they're in their own interest that's counter to the best interests of the firm or the transaction. And we want to identify those agency issues. And the nice thing about it is there's tremendous cases that you can look at, go through, discuss. And so we do have a significant case part to the, to the course to enable students to bring the theory to the practice to understand how that's going to play out in the real world. And for what the Alliance does, attracting businesses to South Florida, a big part of that would be a knowledgeable workforce. And you're kind of preparing a lot of these students to be uh, hireable, if that's even a word. Are you aware of the contribution you're making to the local workforce? Absolutely. That's, you know, really not just my mission, but the mission of the business school at FAU more generally is that, that we are, you know, really hoping to shape and train the local talent to attract more uh, significant companies to this region. And we're in a really fortunate position with the way Florida is evolving, with all the terrific companies that are moving here, starting up here. We created a crowdfunding tracker, for example, that's on the FAU Business webpage that shows that since uh, COVID hit, Florida has been taking off in crowdfunding, even for some of the quarters surpassing what we see in New York. Uh, so amazing growth in Florida. And one, one thing that we've been doing to work with the local community, in fact, is we have a really excellent SBDC here, Small, Small Business Development Center here. Um, Sarah Al-Sharif and Sandra Ruiz, uh, we work closely with them. Terrific colleagues, uh, uh, you know, helping the process from being an entrepreneur to growing up a big, to be a big successful company. And so, so uh, definitely encouraging, you know, regional and economic development through our classes, promoting the work, helping the uh, businesses grow and succeed here is really a core mission. And, you know, we feel very fortunate to be in such a good position with the Florida economy, how things have changed. I would say the best in the U.S. right now. Absolutely perfect spot that we're in. And how has COVID changed the classroom dynamic? Now that students can learn virtually, is this a good thing? Well, you know, it's a transition for everybody that uh, when, you know, our class used to be 100% in person uh, and that, that was sort of the norm pre-COVID. And then post-COVID, uh, at least right when it first hit, everything was taken online. And, and FAU has a great resource that we didn't have to make any investment because we already had Zoom set up, recording. So there's no changes that we need to make, except that people, of course, weren't, weren't live anymore. And so right now we're in the transition phase where uh, coming into class is optional for at least uh, the, some of the classes that I'm doing. And for me, the ideal thing is everybody comes back in person because it enriches the dialogue and discussion. So having some people at home and others not is tough. You know, for our master's classes, they're often in the evening. And after a long day of work, to add in an additional commute is a, bit, is a bit tiresome. So it's understandable how someone might prefer the online option. But I think in the long run, everybody's better off it's if, if it's in person where, where the group dialogue is a little bit richer. And, the, and, and, you know, a great benefit of being here is that you meet all your smart classmates that you're going to know later in life. And so if you're all at home, it's not as easy to get to know your classmates. So, but I think it's going to evolve back to that, but it's not, it's not there yet, but hopefully it'll get there 
very soon. I'm, you know, optimistic for next year and thereafter that we'll be back to the normal classroom setting. That's, that's definitely what I prefer. What are some of the unique aspects of the FAU School of Business? Are you just a small part of a bigger business program here? Absolutely. You know, one, one thing that I had developed long before I came here was an interest in interdisciplinary scholarship. And so, you know, I, I don't just study finance. I, in fact, as I had mentioned earlier, I went to law school, did a law degree. I write papers in a variety of topics beyond finance, including entrepreneurship, innovation, international business, uh, financial regulation, dealing on the law side. And the, the great thing about FAU is we have absolutely fantastic scholars that are very interdisciplinary. We have an extremely strong entrepreneurship group, management group, a great accounting program, and a dean that encourages this interdisciplinary scholarship. So we're not rewarded by sticking it within our silos. In fact, we regularly see each other. We're often interacting and working together uh, to advance our research in a variety of different topic areas. And for me, that really enriches my experience. And I think it also helps students as well because it, it, they get to see a better connection between different disciplines. So, so for example, raising capital in certain forms, how does that help your international expansion? How are you gonna deal with others and the like? You know, being an educator, a teacher, could be a, you know, a tough racket. But I've always felt from the teachers I've met in the past that the really good ones are aware of the contributions they're making to society, to their communities. Does that come into play for you as a professor? You know, that's an absolutely great question, thinking about being uh, an instructor and influencing people's lives. I can tell you, uh, just as, you're getting, as I was getting started out about 20 years ago, I felt that, you know, when, as you start out, you're called an assistant professor. And as an assistant professor, sometimes you don't get the respect that you sort of hope for. And it's a little tougher, struggling through initially trying to get your papers published. And I remember getting, after being a professor for about five years, I got a fantastic email from a student who said to me that after taking your class in venture capital, I was inspired to go in the venture capital industry, and I've been doing this, this, and this. And, and I thought, wow, I really made a difference, you know? And those, those emails have grown over time, and it, it really makes you feel just absolutely fantastic that you've, you know, uh, whether uh, intentionally or otherwise, just by virtue of doing your job, that you're inspiring people to think about different topics where they can make a difference in their lives and, and in turn pay it forward. And, and so really the, the greatest joy I would say I get from my job is seeing students later on that become way more successful than me, way richer than me. And that, that's all perfectly great and that's, that's precisely what I hope to see. Those moments are sometimes the fuel we need to keep ourselves motivated, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the, you know, it's, it's uh, well, for me, I've recently passed that 50-year-old mark, and I, and that, you know, you often think of, well, what's, what's the long-term value? And it just feels great to be part of something that's way bigger than you are, right? So, you know, you're part of something that's great, and you feel that your life has had a bit of meaning by virtue of being able to be part of this greater community and help people to make the, the areas richer, stronger, so that people can create new jobs, new businesses, new innovations that we can all benefit from down the line. And, and, the, and our kids in turn will be all the better off for it. 
and the support from the leadership here, what's that like? So we, ha we have a really terrific dean at FAU Business School, Dean Dan Gropper, who provides a, a really fantastic environment for faculty such as myself and many others, great colleagues that uh, produce a lot of uh, research that we can bring that research into the classroom to make the students experience that much more at the forefront of what the latest things that are going on. And in doing that uh, within the great environment that the FAU has provided with to me, I've been able to win a number of research awards for best papers. Uh, I was uh, recently awarded a silver medal for contributions to the Journal of International Business Studies. I've run a number of best paper and reviewer awards, so uh, reviewing, peer reviewing other people's uh, work. So I've won uh, one from small, uh, Journal of Small Business Management, Journal of International Business Studies, Strategic Entrepreneurship Journal, among many others. And uh, that in turn has uh, helped our business school rankings. So it all feeds into improving the rankings. And, and you know, being here since 2018, I was managed to pub be published 64 times and over 11,000 citations only since 2018. So within this great research environment that we have at FAU, it's afforded me a, a tremendous amount of time to put together academic books that are uh, used by both students and practitioners, as well as uh, policymakers in many cases. So we've uh, put together a recent uh, Oxford handbook on hedge funds, very important for the South Florida area because hedge funds are uh, rapidly moving here. Even a number of my neighbors are hedge fund managers, so we talk about that quite regularly, uh, investing in cryptocurrencies and other fun new products. Um, we recently did, while being here at FAU, an Oxford Handbook of IPOs. And earlier, uh, we've done Oxford Handbooks on private equity, venture capital, entrepreneurial finance, and corporate governance more generally, those topics. Um, and yeah, in total, by virtue of having great co-authors and colleagues and a supportive dean here at FAU, I've published a total of 21 books over my career. Cryptocurrency, is that something that's coming into play in financial education? Cryptocurrencies and fintech, financial technology more generally, is becoming extremely important. So uh, students really uh, want to know and need to know more about what we might generally refer to as decentralized finance. and. These financial innovations are really taking over the market. So uh, banks that don't innovate, for instance, are being, uh, you know, they're basically losing, losing shares of their business to the upstart fintech companies. Um, for more specialized investors like hedge funds, venture capital and private equity funds, those investments in fintech, like cryptocurrencies, but not, not limited to cryptos, are becoming extremely important, very profitable, but it's also a highly risky area. So we have lots of things to study and learn about these markets evolving over time. It's, it's uh, one in which the, even the regulatory landscape is highly uncertain. And so we keep really on the forefront of these regulatory developments and other developments in fintech to, to bring that to the classroom at FAU. And last fall, I, I, with the business dean and our operations group, ITOM, the innovation group here at FAU, we created a fintech minor to integrate 
knowledge in finance along with computer science and the information systems to better train students and prepare them for the future world in the innovative finance area that's coming along. You know, Douglas, talk about how it feels for you to have been recognized by the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance. The Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance is the most important by far alliance in South Florida promoting regional advancement, entrepreneurship, and the growth of finance in South Florida. So it's a terrific group that uh, the business school is fortunate to have been connected with and we hope to continue and grow that connection in the future. It's also extremely important for our students to get involved in a network and grow their contacts and business alliances over the future, one that, that is extremely important for FAU more generally. Thank you for listening to the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance podcast. Please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on social media at GFL Alliance. And for business relocations or expansions in Greater Fort Lauderdale, visit us at lesstaxing.com or livewhereyouvacation.com. <laughs>